Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. We are rocking and rolling episode 180. Sarah Hedlund here is part of season 16. We caught up with Sarah back episode 37. The new uh, location for Toppling Goliath had just kind of opened or was in the process of opening. And it's just really been wonderful to catch up with her, her great uh, stories, uh, her RBG, notorious RBG uh, vote poster that went kind of viral and just catching up on what's new with her, how she's holding up. And obviously, you know, we're doing a video. So we're trying this out. So far, so good. Rocking and rolling. Uh, Good to bad. You know, we're learning, editing, figuring it out. But we hope that everybody is doing well, that you're being safe. Please, 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 please wear a mask. It's not a really crazy ask. We just want to be able to get together, maybe go to a beer fest, maybe go to a brewery, a few hugs, high fives, you know, just some random things. So, again, you're listening to or watching, seeing, streaming. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, retweet, share, you know, upload, download, uh, wherever it is. But uh, we're, we're cranking on the YouTube, but whatever you're down with you can you know really hear us google spotify um apple iheart you know the like so we're uh we make it we make it easy for you so this is a great episode we really this season our focus and our goal is to catch up with some of the you know original cast of characters if you'll notice you know we have a little bit more better branding now uh you know much love to, to zach brady for all the work he did on that and uh yeah Get in touch. Let us know what you think. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I don't really care. I don't, yeah, it'll be fun. I guess I'm pulling for for the Kool-Aid man himself, Mr. Andy Reid. But, you know, all in all, we'll just be nice to sit, relax. I would say you know, here, but we don't, this is really the studio, my home, my office, my therapy. It's my world. So, anyway, I ramble, and it's even worse on video. So let's get into it. Episode 180, Sarah Hedlund, Toppling Goliath, AJ Karen's 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. We got we're getting it pretty good right now. We got I think I, I'm terrible with estimating, so. I'll wait for the news to tell me where we are, but I think we're at like, I'd say eight inches is my rough estimate right now. Yeah. Am I? Dark? Yeah, you're good. Am I too dark? Okay. No, I'm really bad. Like, I mean, I have like a light over here every every week. Like I'm so pale. Like it doesn't, I don't know what's going on. And well, I have sure. a, a hatred for overhead fluorescent lighting. So my office is all like lamps. Yeah, then, I, yeah, then, I have, like, then if I turn this, does this, what does this do? Like. Is that better? I'm not sure if that's better. It's up to you. I just get migraines, so I keep my workspace super dark. I like it in the dark, but then I'm like, oh, I have to like figure out this. And and then Googling that was like the worst decision I ever made. It's like perfect lighting for the day. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, (laughs) 
like three cameras and then the people like I've seen some crazy set. I'm just like, oh, this is good. It'll be different tomorrow. Do you have one of the ring lights? It's over here. Yeah, I use oh, over here. Fancy as shit. <laughs> well, my wife had that. I was like, she wasn't using it because she's now back in school. And I was like, can I try that? And so I tried it. I mean, it's on the list side and I'll probably try it somewhere else next time. But I was trying backlighting. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's just more fun to be like, it's, I think it's, like yeah. Solid underlighting like Frankenstein. That's the like glowing. Yeah, just be like, I think, okay. I'll be like the neighbor from like a home improvement and just like, Talk to people over the fence like this. There you go. How are things? You know, they're, 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 they are, man. I don't know. It's like, how does anyone answer that question anymore? Uh. <laughs> I, I've been leading with that. Then, like, it's one of those ones I'm like, I want to take that back. Like, yeah, because just, I don't know. I'm not, oh, yeah, today's good. Today's a good day. Yeah. I mean, I look at it this way of like, you know, I'm healthy. My loved ones are healthy. I live in a house and I am still employed. So, I consider myself yeah. lucky. So. Right. Like my stress is that I don't get out of the house and I don't like see people. But I mean, your point, yeah, my, my, my father had it. He's, he's fine. He's recovering. My brother had it, but they're all in Philly. So like, I mean, obviously mental health wise, it's tough. Like just not seeing people, but you kind of realize yeah. that like a good hug goes a long way, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're all going to be like really inappropriate huggers when this is over. Like, right, no I think we came to a point. Yeah, then we got to a point where it was like, we, you know, like Joe Biden extra hugs was like, kind of like teaching people how not to be. Now it's going to be like, okay, it's been forty five seconds, and you really got to let me go now. You know. Yeah, I think we're all going to be inappropriate huggers for a while, for sure, or just really socially awkward. Probably both. Like, like I don't air, know. like air high fives like hello hey hello. yeah or like when you just have like when you do have to talk to people like check out at the grocery store or something and you're just like someone's like have a nice day and you're just like yes and you just like answer it wrong and you're like shit like, like bana- bananas you're like no yeah. no it's not yeah 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 <laughs> wrong word I forgot so yeah we'll all be weird it'll be fine it'll be fun. yeah it'll be good it'll be a good chapter in the story so i think it'll be good i think all things yeah it does seem like it's been like a decade now like in one so we'll get there yeah I mean, we watched where what ha- where did, was that movie like where did you go bernadette i think was the name mm-hmm. of it um and i was telling my fiance i was like oh this movie came out like five years ago and i've always wanted to see it it fucking came out in 2019 and i like almost started crying because i was like <laughs> i would have bet everything i own that this movie was like five years old like and it's just that realization of like your concept of time has just been so severely warped for like 10 months. I like there's a commercial, there's an ad campaign and I'm not one to like hype commercials, but it's like, it's just like things from like the past, but it's like 2018. It was like, we went to the movies and it was like, you know, and I was like, oh wow. Like it's just like, so seems so surreal right now. Yeah. Yeah. All those like little normal life things feel mm-hmm. super, see, yeah. Like even watching a movie, watching people like, fight and they're screaming each other's faces i was like oh my god there's so many germs in between them right now <laughs> like it's like damn it. it's gonna take so long to like un you know like unkerfuffle our brains from all of this but if, if everybody uses kerfuffle though i think that would be like look like if that word becomes more used though like like all right it was worth it i'll be worth it <laughs> it was all worth it because we added like good words into our vocabulary versus yeah. i forgot yeah the there's what I think there's a word got added recently to one of the like the dictionary. It was just kind of thing they gave up because people just have been using it for decades and it wasn't a word. I forget what it was, but it made, it made me angry. So team kerfuffle all the way. Nice. Well, thanks so much for for agreeing to do this. I can't I look back to see when we had uh 
had you on. It was episode 37, which is kind of crazy because we're at 179. Um, yeah, what year was that? It would have like, to be, it would have to be like either, I'm trying to think, it was either end of 2017 or beginning of 2018. That sounds uh, so. about right. Because yeah, I was telling my fiance that I was doing the show again and he was like, oh, didn't they just interview? And I was like, dude, we didn't even live together then. And like, we're yeah. like engaged December, buying a fucking house now. <laughs> yeah, December, December 2017. So like, that's crazy. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So like three plus years ago. And then you and I randomly met at CBC in Nashville. Like, yeah. And then you were randomly in Connecticut. Like, no offense, like no one's like no one's randomly in Connecticut. And so you were randomly in Connecticut for you know top of guys like launch in Connecticut, which now seems like so long ago. So it feels like a lifetime. Yeah, I feel like like yeah, I feel like we're uh, gonna do Christmas dinner together soon at this rate, this rate. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, but it's just like, I just run into you so many times. Yeah, exactly. I don't see people that often, so like to see someone from Iowa twice in like ever is amazing. So yeah. <laughs> So when we last spoke, it was kind of, you got to get rid of the new location. Like how, how, are, how are things? I mean, oh you still, it's kind of cool. Cause I think you guys still have like the, I'll sell my firstborn for this waxed out, but then yeah. you have all these new brands that it's so cool. Like you have put your own mark on all the, the labels, which are great to see. It's insane to think that it's been that long, first of all, that we were just building this place. Um, a lot has happened. So yeah, I mean, this giant building went up and it's, super huge and it's kind of insane to think about where we were before in comparison to this building um and then it became like a really big tourist spot and that's been an interesting thing to watch in decora as a whole mm-hmm. like just really become way more of a tourist destination even this summer with covid i think a lot of people from like minneapolis rochester were looking for small weekend trips and this place was just like swamped like the whole town was just like full of people which was really weird um but yeah, no, I mean, it's been, it's been very cool to like see the, the company grow. Um, and I mean, we're just now hitting our 30th state of distribution. And when I started here, we had three states of distribution in 2016. So like <laughs> a lot of growth and a lot of new partners. Um, and then my job has just changed a lot. So I think when we talked before, I was still wearing like a thousand hats and like running way too many things. Um, so, you know, I ran our uh, bottle releases for the first few years that we were in this facility. The last one I did was like, I think 3,500 people. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is really stressful. Um, especially with, you know, over a hundred staff, uh, it was a ton to kind of coordinate. So I got out of doing that. Um, we hired on somebody to take over our merch. So somebody else runs all that. I still do the artwork for it, but she does the ordering and yada, yada. Um, so now I actually get to just focus on the art, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always joke that it took me four years to get the job that I applied for in the first place. Um, and then we've hired on a marketing director. So she's working on the actual like high-end marketing stuff. And then I get just to work on the creative and draw super weird stuff and make labels and work with the sales team a lot. So I do all of our point of sale, you know, liquor store displays and artwork mm-hmm. and signage and all that kind of stuff. So pretty it's pretty nice to finally be doing yeah. <laughs> what i applied for yeah, yeah right it's like okay that's not the job but i'll get there eventually and uh, yeah i'll do like uh, eight other people's jobs and then eventually i'll get to just keep my own job in the end yes yeah, I, li- yeah, I like what i like i like professional i like being part of like a ground up type of thing like i like i like when you have to wear a few hats and I mean, not forever but like when you do that it's kind of like 
you see things in like, I hate that term three-dimensional chess because I feel it's used all the time in like politics and it's kind of dumb, but like you just see things in like a different different way than you were before when it was a very like, okay, this is my one job. I, when you wear a few hats, you, I think you also like appreciate people a little bit more and realize you were probably doing two or three jobs at once at one point in time, right? I mean, so like that's oh, the reality yeah. of it. And it's like, yeah. you don't realize, I mean, you do like, you're like at the end of the day, you realize it's been the moment. It's like, okay. The, you know, the, we got to figure out, we got to plug this hole. We got to fix this. And it's like, you would never like, well, that's not really my job description today. I can't help you, but yeah, good luck, everyone. I've never said in the four years, right. like now I can say it mostly just because I don't want to step on other people's toes. It's a legit uh, yeah. job, but um, yeah, I was talking to anytime there's like a new hire within our marketing department, they're like, well, you were doing what now? Like, how <laughs> did you, but why? And I'm like, cause you, cause they needed it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you don't just when it's a small company, you don't just be like, well, guess you should just hire another person. No, you just like, you figure it out because it's like, there's no one else to do it. Um, so it's been very nice. Yeah, to go through that process. And I think you're right. I think it makes you more appreciative for other people's jobs and understanding all the, you know, a little bit more the scope of the work that they're trying to do and how right. your job affects their job is also a huge part of it. Like if I miss my deadline, I understand the domino effect. Whereas if I had come in now and have only been, you know, the designer, I maybe wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? That I'm like causing chaos mm-hmm. in all these other departments. So I think I need right. two more weeks here. It's not really, I don't really have the depth and shading of these labels that I was hoping for. Like, no, yeah. we're, we're opening this state tomorrow. And then you get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, great, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it is, uh, it's nice to finally get to be focusing on the artwork so much more. Um, Cause you know, there was a time there where I was doing so many different things that unfortunately the artwork was getting squeezed to like, mm-hmm. you've got four hours and the day left and now you have to make a whole label. And I was like, that's not really, <laughs> that's not, that's not great. That's not ideal. Um, so yeah, I was excited that the company supported my scheme to hire uh, somebody else to do the marketing director piece of it. Um, and really let me focus on the art side. So that has been our focus for the last few months is getting that person in and really letting me just kind of dive more into the artwork, which has been, which has been pretty cool. That is awesome. And one of the questions that we asked, like it was a new question. We probably got made like 75, hundred that I was really proud of. And you saying 30 States and all the artwork, how do you organize your files? Ooh, Super like, nerdy, but like is nerdy. to me, as you use the 30 States, I was like, it was like transformers. I was like, like, where are we going? Like, I was like, where does she start? Where does it go? Is it state? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I organized by brand. Well, kind of depends on what you're doing. So like, if you're looking for art, it's by brand and it's alphabetical, right? Obviously, because it's on a computer. Um, And then I have like a separate area where I keep all the sales stuff. And then I organize that mostly by pseudo sue and then everything else, because then 90% of it is someone's like, I want a dinosaur eating a popsicle on a rainbow. I don't know, whatever, like weird stuff. So I keep that kind of its own place, but the brand specific stuff. Yeah. I just do it specific to brand. And then I actually just have one big folder for distro. So like if I'm making something specific to a state, I'll just email it to them, but everything else I have in like a giant Dropbox that all distributors have access to the exact same artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, something I do for one state can work for another. So I kind of try to keep as much access to that stuff as possible. Um, it is not a perfect system though. Cause then there's like, you know, TTB is its own like giant section and the photography, which I don't do anymore. So she, organ- the woman that does that organizes that 
totally differently. You know, we kind of have these little like pockets and we all kind of control them. At one point I tried to go through and be like, we're going to have a universal file naming system. And what what is your naming system? Because I use uh, like name, I do like, I do Camelback and do like name. I try to avoid spaces. Like I have a whole, yeah, yeah. Version, date, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I did like, I usually didn't do date. Well, I do date on some things and some things I don't. Right, you work on the morning and you work on it. And it's like, oh, it doesn't really change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I usually like my big thing is just like the brand name. Um, I always put like a zero at the beginning if it's a template. So it's always at the top of the folder. So you can mm-hmm. find it because that drives me nuts scrolling through stuff. Um, and then OL for outlined at the end of the art file. So, you know, like what's typeable and what's like flat art. Um, but I came in seven years, you know, into the company. So it's like, I yeah. walked in behind, I think there were three designers before me. And then I was the one show pony for a while, you know, one trick pony. And then now we have how many of ours now? I think five in the department now. So it's just, uh, it's yeah, just a all free for all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have our folders really well organized. The file names, that is, there's no method to that madness at this point. Yeah, I just I hate spaces. Like it's just like I get I, I got one today. And it was like one space dot png. Just like it was something totally random. And I was like, uh, I'm like, I'm not really. I, I was like, I don't know. What do I like? Did I say something? It was just one of those. I was like, I'm just gonna swallow this one down because I'm like, <laughs> I'm on a board and we're trying to organize our marketing. And I was like, she made this. She went out like, let's focus on all the positives that went into this, not the naming. Yeah. I, mean, I can save it however I want to save it. I was, so that was like, all right. Yeah. Well, then it's also like, it would take you weeks to go back through. And then you have to relink everything. If you change the names of every file, which that's also like a huge deterrent. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like if you go to a big file and you're like 87 unlinked links, you're like, damn it, what did I do? So we mostly just, we organize in chunks. This is stuff for the website, you know, this stuff's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And nobody else really touches the art files because I'm the only one that does the packaging stuff. So it's kind of my own little, we all kind of have a little worlds that we work inside of. Is there any like major difficulties like with new states, like but with regulations and stuff? Or are you able to kind of um, use, a lot, use a lot of this stuff? Yeah, no, not that I've heard of. I mean, I know some states, they require ABVs on them and we don't list those on our packaging. Um, hmm. But we haven't really run into a lot of those so as far as the packaging goes, no, I haven't had any real issues, like any of this oh, or anything. So, um, but with COVID, obviously we've had to pivot a lot with packaging. So we're actually going to be doing pressure sensitive labels on some of our cans on our rotational brands this year, instead of direct print. Um, we did shrink sleeve for a little while, but like nobody was super jazzed about them. Uh, like internally, just, you know, like, I don't know, I, the, texture sensation in the hand I think kind of puts a lot of people off and then like the can's not recyclable once you put the shrink wrap on there because it's covered oh. in plastic they're super expensive so um we were been playing around with uh pressure sensitive which at first I think we all were a little like poo-pooey about but for mm-hmm. me it's really nice because I can do like full range color again oh, because okay. direct print is like a super limited color palette you know you can only do like six ink colors on there so it gets pretty boring so i'm i'm pretty jazzed about getting to use you know, what is pressure sensitive i probably know that but it's a fancy know. way of saying a sticker just a, oh, okay. a label stuck on a can i like that i like that better i'm gonna oh, try using that oh pressure sensitive, sensitive. Oh, pressure sensitive. <laughs> um, 
yeah so it's been fun there's a lot of new brands coming out this year so i've been able to there's been a lot of art requests which has been pretty nice um and then we're doing a lot of collabs and those are my favorite because those are weird as hell so they're just like wacky wacky stuff so i really like doing those because they don't feel as high pressure right you know it's Mm -hmm. not like you need to make a brand that can i don't know appeal to a large range of people it's like it doesn't matter because it's like, like this, this may never happen again. Yeah, this may yeah, never happen again. It's never happened again. And it's two breweries that people are excited about. So you know that beer lovers are gonna go out and pick it up and try it out and enjoy it. So I really enjoy those ones. So So what is the what is the process there? Does it depend on where it's brewed? Who kind of Yeah, so whoever's brewing it names it usually and then makes the artwork. Um, and so you know, the ones that we're doing on site here, um, I think the guys have named the brew guys have named the first two collabs. They're so weird. <laughs> oh God. Uh, they're super weird. Um, one of them, I can tell you because it's at TTB right now. And so once they approve, it will become public. So like in three days, it's safety porpoises and it is porpoises wearing PPE. So I okay. literally had to draw like porpoises and like safety helmets and vests and like headphones. And I was like, I'm not even going to ask you why. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> like, I you ever feel like they're fucking with you? It's like, hey, just draw this. And like, oh, I'll do what you said. You're like, all right, cool. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. If someone's going to throw me a name and I don't have to name something, I'm just going to do it because naming beers is a nightmare. Like it's so much, it's so difficult and we're not small enough anymore, right? To be like, oh like if we get a cease and desist we just won't do it again right like we're in 30 states we're investing Mm -hmm. in you know a lot of packaging and boxes and all this stuff so like when we do launch a brand we have to make sure that it's not a name that somebody else owns um so it's hard it is super hard with so many breweries um that is definitely something that yeah if somebody else comes up with a wackadoodle name i'm like cool we'll go let's go like Because if I argue with you, we're going to lose like three months of trying to name this thing and probably end up where we started anyways. So. Oh, okay. Now, do you trademark it or do anything like that yeah. with the names? Yeah. So anything that we put into distribution, we do get trademarked again, because we're investing in so much stuff. So like if it was like a draft only and it's in our tap room, I'm not going to mess around with it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, if we're investing enough to be putting it into distribution, because we have to not only the the art and the packaging, but somebody has to sit here and register that brand in 30 states. Like that takes, I've never done it. I'm going to assume it's not super easy. Like takes a lot of work. Um, and then the sales. Do you know who does that? Do you know who does that at, at Toppling? Yeah. Her name's Nicole. She, shout out Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. Down the hallway. And she yeah. won that poor soul has to register everything. Um, yeah. And then the sales teams, you know, they have to build those brands in with all of their chain accounts and like, you don't want to do all that work and then be like, whoops, we can't use that name because then everybody has to redo everything all over again. So again, going back to that, understanding the cascade that you can create if you don't do your job correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Ripple is not just a great Grateful Dead tune. It has an impact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause I think I, don't know, I was kind of, I know that well, I think it's fun to do like, topical things or whatever but i just i just find it really lazy i mean i see a lot and especially in beer like oh just a beer name and it's like well you ripped off all the ip you weren't creative you couldn't mm-hmm. come up with a name and it's like i don't know it just means just like lazy because like you're saying right you'll get the season season to cyst, but I, I don't know if it's a really good beer or a good product like you should want it to come out again i don't know i, I just yeah well I'm just I like, mean, oh, come on you're killing me 
there's a fine line too between like paying homage to something and just like ripping something off um yeah so that's something we try to walk that line too you know when we made dolphin sparkles that was very much inspired by lisa frank you know Mm -hmm. and that was just based off of me making a joke about lisa frank the brewer not knowing i was talking about because he was a boy in the 90s and not a girl um you know and then i was like oh we should just name it so stupid like dolphin sparkles and he was like (laughs) i love it and that was like the easiest beer name that's ever happened um but, you know, that one to me, it's like, yeah, that's that line, right? Of like, we could have named it, I don't know, like Lisa Stank or something. You know what I mean? Like we could have like really leaned into it or we could have like legit replicated one of her designs, but you don't, you know? Cause then you're just ripping off Lisa Frank. It's like, you can give it that vibe without blatantly stealing somebody else's thing. Um, and as an artist too, that's just, you know, it sucks when it happens to you so you definitely don't want to do it to somebody else especially on such like a huge platform you know like yeah it's hard right that's the big right is that the big that's kind of the big fence is it an homage is it a ripoff like i don't know i I think yeah i think in the vein of is one like if you can say oh this is in the vein of this person that's that's not ripping them off but if you're trying to figure out how to recreate the font so you can change one letter in like the name that's kind of yeah that's yeah exactly it's like the font is like a bubbly font it's not the scripty lisa frank font and like she did dolphins but her dolphins had really like a very specific way that the face is drawn and it's like ours does not look like that like ours is like a you know it's an off-brand lisa frank kind of vibe and i think that that's that's the important it's like captain crunch is like captain church and he's like oh he's got a beard instead of a mustache you're like no dude (laughs) Not <laughs> yeah yeah so no i agree with you I, I you know and i'm definitely um a big proponent of just like make your own thing you know what i mean like i don't know like why wouldn't you want to make your own thing that then becomes something you know and then that that's cool yeah and speaking of your own thing i'm just gonna say how fucking cool it was your vote and telling that ruth saying yeah that thing just exploded and it warmed was- like Crazy. Yeah, I just got warm and fuzzies, and I was yeah, I, I loved every bit of it. Yeah, we, it was it was awesome. So that was really cool. I for sure, happy cried a lot about that experience. That was really yeah, that was a very overwhelming. That was like the only, not only one of the only wonderful overwhelming things that happened to me last year. Like it was like such a terrible year, but then like some really amazing stuff happened in that yeah. year too. So yeah, that was uh that was a very cool experience. That was not. Yeah. Expected. Yeah. I think that's what's really cool. Cause I follow like everybody. And so to see in time, like in times of like difficulty where people go right to their art and their design is like this outlet. And to me, it's just, I maybe years ago and to realize that, but in a way it's just kind of like, okay, I, I, I'm going to cry today. I'm going to yell today. I'm going to be, I'm going to be whatever. But when I do this, it's kind of like, all right, like letting, it's almost like an exhale. And yeah. it's just, it's been wonderful. It's just been really great to kind of, I get that, you know, I get the warm and fuzzies with that. And I, but I've kind of, it's one of my n- nice appreciation with connecting with folks like yourself is like, I feel it. And I'm just like proud, like, yeah, like that's fucking great. You know, I wish I could do something like that. Well, the irony is it's one of the simplest designs I've ever done in my entire life. Like it took me like eight minutes. I was like, really? You know? And then there's stuff I'll spend like five days on and it gets like four likes. And I'm like, what the? okay but I think to your point I think it's because 
it did come from the heart right and it and it it was a devastating moment I mean like I like no joke was hysterically ugly bawling on my couch for like an hour before I made that like it was I was yeah. not okay you know like it was just like it just felt like such a kick in the gut you know like within everything that was going on last year and I think that's why it resonated with people. I think so many people felt that way and it was like just such a gut-wrenching thing to have happen to everybody and I think everyone felt like there was a real loss so I think that that's why it, it took off but it was weird like I had a friend I woke up the next day and I had like all these text messages and my one friend was like dude you went viral and I was like what are you talking about and I got on my computer and I was like oh my god like Facebook couldn't even tell me how many notifications I had. Like it was, it was like hundred plus. And I was like, what? Like I didn't know it did that. I'm used to like six, maybe seven. Yeah. Like now it's like two maybe, but yeah, no, it it was wild, man. And like people kept like sending me screenshots, like so-and-so posted it, like famous people are like posting it and like Martin Luther King Jr.'s son posted it. And I fucking lost it. Like I was like, bawling and my fiance's like what is happening and I was like I don't know like it was just it was an insane experience um but it was really cool and I was able to raise like sixteen thousand dollars and donate all of it to progressive charities and a lot of it went to Georgia so I felt real good when uh yeah. Georgia turned blue so yeah yeah it was like and that's been great because yeah, your your Stacey Abram like queen uh art was awesome like yeah I think it's just been really great to see uh, like yeah another artist we've had uh, Garrett Morland does like photo like he does pretty good like life sketches photorealism so to speak and I, he did an awesome RG, you know RGB and I was like dude uh, RBG uh, I was like dude you gotta release that he's like oh it's just a lot of work I don't know I was like please I was like please I was like I'll help anyway and so I was just like waiting he's like he like messaged me I'm gonna do it so I was like waiting like a hamster like to get a release so I could have it because yeah. my wife's a teacher so she could have it up in her school I thought that would be you know, it's a cool way for our kids, you know, to, to, yeah. to get, you know, and yeah, I just think it's wonderful. No, I agree with him though. I totally held off for like the first day or two. I was like, oh, this is going to be such a pain in the butt. I don't want to do it. And everybody was like, you have to, like, it's free. And he got ripped off by like everybody in the world there. And like, there was like 20 shops on Etsy and Amazon selling like my artwork ripped off like immediately. And everyone was like, you need to stop them. I'm like, why? It's helping. Like, I don't care. I'm not keeping yeah. any yeah. money. Like, right, right. It- any of this helps push this in the direction that I wanted to go that's all I care about so it was yeah it was a really intense experience but yeah I filled like over 500 orders out of my living room and it was super cool and then I just started giving shipping sucks man shipping sucks like that is the worst like people are always like oh you should sell your prints and I'm always like I have my oh yeah old AJ was like yeah why don't you sell more of those and I'm just like and having to sell even glasses we did a limited run of these glasses we raised money for small businesses and the uh, ACLU and it was you know 150 glasses and it was yeah. it pain in the butt I mean it's just like oh dude glassware sucks yeah <laughs> like you just so you gotta go yeah it's like I bought these little boxes and I had a whole thing but thankfully I had like a uh, I found a website and I could print them but it was just like I was I just put the bottom I was like it may take up to two weeks I was like I, just, I, I hope to get it to your ASAP yeah. some people get like the next day other people get like in a week and a half it just yeah well yeah and I mean the night that, that was the crazy thing for me is like I was trying to do it before the the election obviously so you're like in this really weird tight spot where you can't just be like you'll get it when you get it but then the post office was like breaking down at the same time so it was right. just but people were super cool. I think I had like two customers that were like, where are my stuff? And everyone else was just like super chill about it. So 
I definitely was lucky there. Like, I think everyone was just so excited to be participating in something, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of them were following me on social and were just like, oh my God, this thing is happening. And so people gave me a lot of leeway, which is nice. Nice. It's awesome. And you've also been doing a lot of your own stuff, right? I mean, are you finding, are you making more time? Is that more of your day-to-day? I feel, I feel there's a lot more of your work that you're, maybe more you're sharing more. I know that around, I know around Halloween, you always have your yeah. 30, you still, you're still keeping that going. I'm impressed. I didn't, I, didn't, no, I was that's, like, that's my seventh year. Yeah. So every time I see, I'm just like, all right, she did it. Like, all right, good. There we go. Yeah. No, well that, that got crazy this year because the Ruth thing happened right in the middle of it. So I was literally filling orders all night long and then doing an illustration every day and working. And I was like, this isn't good. And my one friend was like, you should just stop doing the Halloween thing. Like you don't make money off of it. And I was like, I, no, it's like, <laughs> like I can't uh, like, I've declared that it's happening. I can't just not do it now. Um, yeah. yeah, no. So, I mean, I think with COVID and everything, just being stuck at home, I've definitely been making way a lot more art than I was in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And just experimenting with stuff more. Uh, and yeah. I think also part of it is that this summer, I mean, even before the Ruth Bader thing happened, I just kind of started deciding that I wanted to start making pieces about issues that are important to me. Um, so I made one about Martha P. Johnson uh, for Pride this summer that I was mm-hmm. really happy with, um, and then yeah, the Stacey Abrams one and the and the Ruth Bader. Um, yeah, like it. I, that's kind of been something that I've been wanting to put more effort and more time into because I am a very opinionated person and I have a lot of things that I am very passionate about, um, and I don't tend to make a lot of public facing art about it, and it's mm-hmm. not for any particular reason. Like I just haven't done it. Um, and I have found that like, that is the stuff that people are really responding to, you know, cause they can connect with it. Whereas a lot of my other stuff is like pop culture reference. So it's like, if you didn't watch young Frankenstein as a kid, then you're not going to know who the hell Fabuher is and not understand why I just posted this. Um, but if you are a person paying attention at all to current events or have a pulse, like you're probably going to respond to some of these other pieces. Um, and I've been lucky. I have not had a lot of, I haven't had like any negative responses to those pieces, which I have been very surprised about, but it might just be, there's a very self-selecting group of people following my artwork. So yeah. Like mom and my cousin, Judy. And yeah, so, right. So yeah, Everyone in my family has the same political beliefs. So it's been, it's been a smooth sailing. So it's been pretty nice, but yeah, I've been making a lot of my own stuff, which is, which has been good. Cause what else are you going to do? There's only so much TV you can watch before you lose your mind. So. Oh yeah. We're, yeah we've gotten pretty deep into stuff. So like when in the past you'd be like, Oh, I'm never, I'll never be able to catch up on that show. Now you're just like, all right. I can probably catch up to season six by in like a month. You're like, all right, yeah. let's give it a shot. Yeah. We're good to go. Yeah. That's true. Like we just went back and never been watching Fargo. And that was something that I just was like, I don't know. I missed the boat. And now we're like, well, we watched three seasons. Now how far, now how far back? Because like the new one with Chris Rock is that's the newest the one, right? Yeah, that's a four okay. season. So we just started the third season like the other night. So it's been fun. I don't know. But yeah, you're just catching up on shows that like your friends watched forever ago and have been talking about. But yeah, it's like before you're never going to be like, I'll go back and start the Game of Thrones. Whereas now it's right. like you could, like it wouldn't matter. You got the time. So uh, yeah, so th- I know... Okay, so I know that I've been watching too much Netflix when last night we were watching, uh, it's called Lupin and it's on Netflix and it's, uh, I think it, ta- it takes place in Paris. So it's French overdub. 
that I was able to identify the overdub voices from another show that oh, we watched no. on Netflix. Money Heist, did you watch that one? No, I don't think so. It was like, a, it was a Spanish show, like a, a, a crime, like a heist crime. And we're watching this other show and I go, oh, that's the professor and that's the young whatever. And like, that's a weird like party trick I can do. Like, I'm pretty good with voices. I can't tell you like their names, but I can yeah. tell you like, this is, this is the guy from this and this and this. Maybe it's because of the doing the podcast. So I was able to name three of the voiceovers from the other show. The Ameri- like these European English voices that and it was like yeah. it was so that's my I don't know, man, it's my fun party trick. I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of like uh, maybe I watch too much Netflix. I don't know. Yeah. We kind of have we watch more movies than TV. Like we're both really mm-hmm. into movies and we've gotten really bad about that. Like when we're watching movies, like that's so-and-so from that movie. And I'm like, oh my God, we're those really annoying people when you're at your friend's house and they just can't mm-hmm. shut up about who was in this other thing. But we watched um, Can't Hardly Wait the other day. Remember mm-hmm. that? Like, Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And I, I am obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And like eight of the people in it were people from Buffy. And I was like, oh my God, it's Tara. Oh my God, it's Saz. Oh my God, I was just freaking out. Uh, I was like, this is terrible. I'm just in some 90s spiral. I need to take a fake break. I take a step back. So yeah, I feel you. It's good though. Like it, it's, we do the series because at least it's like the movies, I usually fall asleep. So anything over an hour, I'll fall like I'm bad. So I'll wake up and be like the end, the credits, I'm like, how'd it go? And so <laughs> the series, at least I can catch up, know where we are. But uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. So I just, you know, how are, how are, you know, I obviously we do you let off with like how are you, but you know what's what's the about thirty states is how does that work? Like, how do you convince a state to to carry you to get to forty states? Like, what's that process like? So our GM uh, Kurt Wimmer does all of that. So he works um, on the kind of distribution side, um, and a lot of it I think is more that there's certain states that we're kind of going after, uh, just because the beer scene. Um, or maybe contacts that, you know, the upper management might, might have with people just like, you know, word on the street that like, you know, this state needs more craft beer because some states are super saturated, right? Like Connecticut, Massachusetts, yeah. like good God, it's a lot. But then there's other states where it just isn't like, you know what I mean? There's, especially as you get farther West or farther South on um, the craft beer scene, um, not to say that they don't have a craft beer scene, but it's not as just flooded as some of those other markets are so i think that could sometimes can be kind of the push for it and then it's kind of just like you know he always kind of talks about it like a dating game like you're trying to find the right distributor because once you sign a distributor contract like that you are in it like you they always call it it's like a marriage like you can't just be like i don't like uk bye like it's a whole process so they put a lot of work into kind of shopping around and talking to different distributors uh and making sure that they find one that really is going to make toppling goliath a priority because any distributor can sign us on and then spend 99 percent of their time selling bush and bud and you know smearing off ice and all this other stuff um and then just be like, well, this is our craft portfolio and we don't really talk about it, right? Like mm-hmm. we try to find distributors that, that understand craft and care about craft beer um, and understand the quality that that we put into our products. And I think that's important too, because we are such a high price point with a lot of our products that you have to be with somebody that understands why it costs that much because they need to understand that to be able to sell it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the alternative is you get a distributor that signs you and then it's like, 
bitches about your pricing forever. And it's like, well, you knew it when you came in. So, um, cause yeah, we do have, um, a higher price point, but we definitely consider ourselves like a, a higher end beer. Um, we have, you know, super good ingredients and we, we pay our staff really well, um, have really good benefits for everybody. And then are always investing in like top of the line equipment and everything. So it's not, it's not a lot of corner cutting going on, you know, so that costs money to have that kind of quality from top to bottom, you know. Mm-hmm. And now you guys have some of the most sought after beers still. To the, so how does that in a COVID world work? Is it kind of just like you throw on paper towels like we're in Puerto Rico or like how does that go? Like So they, yeah, we have had bottle releases. Um since COVID started. So our first one was in May and that was drive up. Um, you just drove up and then people loaded it into like the back of your car and you just drove away. Um, and then every release since then they have offered a, like a completely just drive by, pick up your stuff and go. And then our tap room has been open since the state reopened to the bars and, ta- and restaurants. I don't remember what month that was now. Um, so there's an option, like if people want to come in and sit inside, they can, uh, if they're not comfortable with that, they can just pick up and go. And then we're also, we've really become a lot more lax about like proxies, whereas before we didn't allow that, but now it's like, okay, we'll allow a proxy. And one person, I think at one of the releases, they had one guy that picked up like 23 orders and we did the math and I was like oh my god if that dude gets in a car accident it's the most expensive car accident ever like it's so I was like that is an intense road trip like you are responsible for like thousands of dollars of beer but it made sense right so you just had one person instead of that guy's that guy's super fucking cool he's got 20 I mean I think yeah. I have 23 friends let alone 23 friends who want a special lottery to they like, would you know, be in a group on like Facebook or something, I would assume. Yeah, they um, want a bot. Yeah. If you're in that yeah. group and you want to send one to the podcast guy, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But it's smart, you know, because then you have one person instead of 23 or 25 people coming down to mm-hmm. the release. Um, and then we do, you know, our tap room is super huge. So we we are capable of spreading people out more. Um, mm-hmm. Our tap room is insanely large. So that is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that hasn't really slowed down the, the bottle side of it. We don't ship bottles or anything like that. Um, so we haven't been able to do that, that aspect of it, but we have been doing a lot more smaller bottle releases instead of kind of keeping them all for one giant release. Mm-hmm. We've done like 500 bottles here, 200 bottles there, that kind of thing. And then spreading mm-hmm. it out over time. So I think our assassin release in May, it was a whole month like you had a 30 day window to come pick it up. So again, it's that idea of like, you know, we don't, we can't have a thousand people standing outside obviously, right? But we can have a thousand people over 30 days spaced out by an hour each, you know, whatever. So they were able yeah. to kind of hold off that way. Oh, good, I oh, got Yeah, I got to look into that. Um, that's, ex- I mean, yeah, I think it's exciting. I think people are adapting, you know, which is pretty, people, like, I, I like it because people, innovation just makes it happen you figure it out it's not it's not ideal but just kind of like it's actually i think led us to improving our event process because there's been some stuff that we were kind of like we didn't need to make this this hard like you know like just some of the stuff was like we were kind of over planning it or like overthinking some stuff Mm -hmm. um so i think there's probably going to be things that you know even when we get to whatever the hell post covid's gonna look like if that's a thing um that we'll probably keep just because why not? You know what I mean? Like if there are a group of people that want to just drive up and get their beer and get the hell out, cool. <laughs> like whatever, dude, like 
have at it. You know what I mean? They're going to yeah. do it anyways. Like, why not just make it easier for them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's going to be, I don't know. I think it's always good when you have to pivot, even if it's for a terrible reason, like there's, there's a learning opportunity there for sure. Yeah. Now, how many SKUs, like how many, how many beers now are in distro? Like, I feel like there's so many new beers coming out all the time. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, we have our core obviously. Um, and then we you do have a cheat sheet. Don't you? you have a cheat sheet. I know I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my calendar over here. Um, it kind of depends. I mean, we, we try to kind of, um, wean down during the slow months, you know what I mean? January is always slow. It's right after the holidays. People are dry January. Everyone's all chubby from their cookies and everything. I just did, I just did dry January. Yeah. We're back yeah. in the booze. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it's, and that's, you know, even pre COVID that's always been a slow time and the summer is always a heavy hitter. Um, so this time of year, you know, we're gonna have our core and then like two or three rotationals, but in the middle of the summer, we might have up to like five rotationals happening, mm -hmm. um, within that, like seasonals and collabs and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of hard to keep track of. And then in the tap room, we have a lot of exclusives, um, or kind of test batches for something that we might put into distribution later on. Uh, so at any given time. I don't know, 10? I don't know. I don't know. It also depends on how long it sits on a shelf. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. some places there's two, some places there's five. You know, it's kind of hard to say with the rotations that go yeah. out there. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, I literally, I, th I think I, 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 had you saw, I had a personal thing I had to take care of. And then I was, I was down by the bar in Connecticut and I went in and it was like, oh, Talbot Goliath launches Connecticut. And I was, okay. And then it was like a triple take. I was like, so why didn't Sarah, like, you're not supposed to be here. And you're just like, oh yeah, I came along. And, uh, ah. and so, yeah, so you never know, I guess you're going to get. Yeah. God, that feels like a million years ago. Oh, I remember does, eating yeah, really yeah. good hush puppies while I was out there. <laughs> oh, is that real? You, you should have gone to New Haven. I think you go to New Haven for the pizza. Do you do the pizza now? I don't know. I think we ate, we ate a lot of food. I think we you should fire that person if they did not uh, take you to New Haven for pizza, but yeah. We did get pizza somewhere that was supposed to be like the pizza place, but I don't remember now. I just remember, God, was that the trip? We had one trip where our brewmaster kept ordering the worst things. Maybe that was Tennessee. It was the whole trip. I mean, like from the moment we left to the moment we got back, every meal he ordered was a dud. And he was so uh, mad. He was so bummed out. I think it was Connecticut because I got a really amazing risotto, wild mushroom risotto with with uh salmon that was like just the craziest thing of it was so good and he got the worst thing ever <laughs> like, <laughs> i think i let him have half of my meal because he was so sad but yeah that that was like a hilarious trip where it was just like i don't know what you did but you you goosed yourself for like a solid five days yeah and then i i, I have one more uh well first i just want to publicly thank you you know you were an early adapter and believer in the project and I'm just a big fan of your work and what you're doing and just your passion outside of the label, just kind of you're, you're a great human being. And I think that you're really inspiring to a lot, you know, a lot of people. And so early on, just to kind of connect with you and get that vibe. And then we've just been blessed to, to connect at different points of the, of the journey, but I just wanted to publicly face to face. Thank you. You know, it, it means, wow. it means a lot, you know? Yeah. It was just a random idea we had and to have people like yourself who are, you know, so creative and passionate to, to buy in was, means a lot. So, so thank you for that. And then as somebody who's, you know, three or four years later now has a career, you know, being creative and doing what they love, you know, would you have any advice for somebody, you know, any, you know, what have you, what have you learned since last spoke or would you tell them to run? 
craft beer specific or no, no i don't think i don't yeah i really i think that we play in this craft beer space but i really just want to inspire people to, to yeah. do what they believe in yeah i don't really care about yeah um i mean i guess when people ask me that question i always just say like keep creating and don't wait for the dream job that you want because 99% of the time it's not going to come knocking on your door every mm -hmm. once in a while you just kind of dumb fall into something and it like it turns out it turns out well uh, but I always tell people you know if you really want to make a craft beer label then make one just just make it and you can send it to a brewery like if you have a brewery that you like just make them a label and send it off to them they might not ever respond to you. They might tell you like, go float a boat, but you might also hit a brewery that's like, oh, our designer's a jerk or just quit or whatever. Or we're open to having multiple artists do our labels and we really dig your style. Um, and you just never know where it's gonna go. And so I think being open to kind of just cold contacting people, that's how I got into like doing roller derby posters. That's how I got into doing band posters. I think that's how I got into doing burlesque posters. I just did it. And I just sent it to somebody that I knew and one person each time said yes. And then it just snowballed into having lots of different clients. Uh, and then the other thing is, even if you never get anybody to like actually use it, if you do ever get an interview at a job like that, you now have a portfolio of work that you can say like, yeah, none of this was ever actually used but I made 20 beer labels. That shows a hell of a lot of initiative and it shows the dedication and the passion for the kind of work. So I always just tell people like, just keep making stuff. Like if you have a super boring day job, you know, we all have, you know what I mean? Like be making your artwork on the side and keep that, that portfolio, you know, current and up to date. And that also is just good for your skill set to make sure that you're constantly kind of honing your skills a little bit. Um, yeah what i would say make your own make your own freaking magic don't wait around for it <laughs> like yeah, yeah that's what i did I, mean, I came up with a podcast idea and i convinced people like yourself yeah yeah well no yeah and it's and like i said i think we said this before and i talked to you the first time but you know i really appreciate as a as an artist and crafter that you know you are doing something like this because i think with i mean i'm sure the numbers lower now because of covid but before it was like eight thousand craft breweries in the united states all of them maybe a small percentage of them are using shitty clip art but like almost all of them right yeah. are hiring and paying artists right now yeah. that's amazing like that's super cool yeah. and it's i think there's such fantastic uh packaging artwork being made and craft beer and craft beer is so weird and i love it like i love that it's just like there's no rules you can do whatever you want you can be as gross or as violent or as dirty or dorky or nerdy as you want to be and there's somebody out there that's going to be into it um I, there's just not a lot of industries like that like that have that much creative room you know and that many brands because most places even like even pot right like that's such a like could be such an open-ended thing but there's not that many companies right there's like only so many big players making those products some are trying to be very like high-end and some are trying to be very like woo woo and then there's the like no no you're just like this weird guy that likes to smoke pot we're gonna put a weird clown on it like yeah it's only like four categories you know <laughs> there's not a lot the of segmentation of, of pot yeah yeah right? I, I went to like, vegas and it was like I went to Vegas to a place and it was like a thousand dollars for like a blunt, like a gold lace blunt. And I was like, I don't even know what, what's happening. Like, what is that? 
what does that mean? Like, am I smoking the gold? Is it just like I take the wrapper <laughs> off? Like, is it like a tinfoil? Right, am I smoking on the apple? Like, I didn't know where it fell in the, in the whole thing. And I was like, yeah. But it was Vegas, so it was just kind of just like, look, it's wrapped in gold. And I was like, okay, like, is, when, what, what does that mean? It's only $1,000. I said, $1,000 <laughs> and only are never the words I want to use with weed. Yeah, yeah. out of here. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. So, you know, I would, you know, you would think that'd be a comparable industry, but it's so different. Like, it's just yeah. so completely different. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that it, it's super wacky and weird. So, yeah, I appreciate that you're documenting all this stuff because, you know, the bubble could burst someday and maybe there won't be all these people making all this super weird art, you know, and like, yeah. it would be nice to have this little time capsule of this time in history when, you know, beer was still cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like 50 years from now, it might be like the gin revolution. Who the hell knows what's gonna happen, you know? It's like, oh, here's your droplet. It's like, oh, Nobody ever you. would've thought that like hard seltzer was gonna become such a thing, you know? Yeah, it's going, yeah, yeah, so. It's huge. We keep, what we say, we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna try to do a book. We have no idea how to do a book, but when we do, we'll reach out to you and have you be included, have yeah, your own chapter cool. of your art and designs and stuff like that, so. Yeah, we I have, no, We have no idea how to do that, so just bear with us but yeah yeah i mean if you find there's definitely a lot of pub publishers that are very into just like art books mm -hmm. yeah i want to do more yeah. like a coffee table i'm more like a coffee table book I yeah mean, I, I feel yeah i'm not going to uh pretend i'm gonna write about it but i just think it'd be open up this nice thick book and just yeah. look at like very high res photos yeah it'd be great yeah, I could look at, so I've been published in two different art books and I could look at the publishers on them because they both are very into just like that. Like one yeah. was like the golden girl's house dissected. And it was literally a dude that wrote a book. It's amazing as a golden girl's freak where it's like, here's the swatches from the couch. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is a fucking book. And then the other one is a roller derby. Oh, I need that link. I need that from, oh my God, that's yeah. so good. And then the other one's roller derby poster art. And it's just hundreds of awesome roller derby posters so there's publishers out there that i think would probably be into that for sure cool and then you're getting married so when yeah. when is that like how does Ooh, how do you fun. plan a, how do you plan a wedding during this uh you don't you just tell everybody that it's going to happen someday when it's safe for everybody so right now we're not even trying it for this year now you teetering on like hey we just get married and just not have it like the whole that's thing been the, that's been the discussion of like should we just courthouse it and then have a big party in like a year or two and like, you know, mm -hmm. do something big then. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of up in the air. At first we were like, we're gonna track when everyone's getting vaccinated and now the vaccination thing is just like so yeah. slow that I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I probably would've gone for the party. Cause like you get the same hall, you call it a party versus yeah. calling it a wedding. It's like three times multiplier. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we're like about to buy a house. So it's also like a little bit like, legally i'm like should we just get this over with because then like it like, kind of tidies everything up a little bit you know so we'll see what yeah. happens but yeah no yeah. that was one of that was my other good thing that happened in 2020 is i got engaged so it wasn't a i brought, I brought it all together i brought it all together good job, good job. Okay, cool. <laughs> well well i appreciate you and i think i think very highly in the world of you and your energy is just super positive and uh, every time i see you i got a smile on my face and yeah if there's anything i can do to to help that top and goliath brand i know they're just cracking into a few states. So yeah. Yeah. And, let uh, us know when whatever this is, <laughs> when you're doing it. Now that we actually yeah. have a marketing director, she might cool. actually do something with it because I'm not very good at like marketing the, myself. All right. Well, we, we got so. you. We got you. Well, yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, yeah.
hopefully yeah. We, we, yeah this is our third connection so I, i've probably seen you more than any of our other guests which is pretty cool <laughs> and uh yeah so we'll get together soon and uh yeah if not you'll be married if if not you'll be yeah who knows who knows what tomorrow brings. Yeah, if you get in three years we can just talk about whatever new like you know major life thing yeah. Happening yeah. yeah hopefully it can be in person or like a campfire where we can laugh and not be like okay after like i log off i crawl into this desk and i sleep here till tomorrow and just pop back up but yeah be good <laughs> well it was super good talking to you i appreciate you being flexible today my day got all crazy and weird so i appreciate your flexibility on that and yeah take care you and- broke the fourth window no one needed to know no one needed to know uh yeah no so yeah uh yeah i hope that you stay healthy and you know keep your sanity that's kind of all i can hope yeah. for people these times yeah all right I, i'll talk to you soon all right bye i'm still doing the, do you do the wave goodbye do you, I, oh, i'm trying to yeah i always feel like it's just weird to be like and then just cut off yeah I usually like yeah because <laughs> i'm like so i do it and so you don't do it back and i'm just like oh yeah, yeah. Like, You're like, oh, i don't know I mean, they're not looking at you anyways. They're looking for their stupid double button. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye.